I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. Most children can count to three before they ever reach that age. It's simple. You know, some very important things in life are as simple as one, two, three. Hey, welcome to Mornings with Bishop Robert. Thanks for joining me on the top spot on the internet for Coffee with a Cleric. My goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and help them get to know him and his word personally and better. Hey, if our time together today speaks to your heart, let me invite you to like, subscribe, and also share this with a friend. Well, today's verse says, fear God and obey his commands. And my guess is you're scratching your head a bit right now and wondering, <clears throat> how does he get three elements from a verse that clearly only has two parts? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's begin by unpacking that word fear a little bit, because it's, it's one of those words that's defined by context. I'll use another well-known word to explain it. Love. We all understand the word love has a very broad number of meanings. We determine the meaning from the context. If I say to my wife, gosh, I love that dress you're wearing. I'm telling her I believe she looks good in it. Nobody thinks I've, I've decided to form an emotional attachment with her dress. <laughs> if I say I love pizza, I'm expressing my enjoyment of that food. Well, when we start applying the word love to people, it becomes even more important to understand context properly. And when I say I, I love my wife, I love my neighbor, I love my bishop, <laughs> I'm clearly speaking of three very different types of love. Saying I love my neighbor means we've got a good relationship. We, we enjoy spending time together, doing things for one another that are you know, helpful and fun. If I introduce the biblical understanding of loving my neighbor, that could change the meaning dramatically. Even though I use the exact same phrase, the context has changed. In that context, I'm speaking about a personal commitment to demonstrate characteristics to my neighbor that show off the love of Christ. Context is critical. That's why the, the current catchphrase insisting that all love is love is so insidious. Because while I can agree that all love is love, that doesn't equate to agreeing that all loves are equal or that all loves should be expressed in the same way. There's many different types of love. Some only appreciative, some relational, one of them sexual, another sacrificial miss or deliberately obscure the context and you end up violating the very meaning of the term. Well, back to fear, because that's also a word clearly defined by context. It can mean to be afraid of something, of course. Perhaps that's the most obvious and common meaning. Everyone feels fear. 
Sometimes it's the most appropriate response. I remember an incident when I was in an open Jeep out in the bush of an African nation. We were driving along, enjoying the scenery, seeing some wild animals out on the plains. Suddenly our driver stopped the Jeep, put a finger to his lips, telling us to be silent. Well, as I looked up at the road ahead, I could see a large pride of lions walking across the roadway. We sat silently as they passed and then disappeared into the bush. After some time had passed, our driver told us that it was wise never to disturb lions. <laughs> if we had driven our Jeep into the midst of them as they were crossing the road, we'd have been seen as a threat. And making lions feel threatened is a sure way of meeting Jesus. Well, the fear I felt when I saw the lions wasn't your average, ordinary, afraid type of fear. It was a feeling of, of awe that came upon me. There was an internal recognition of the power and strength that large male lion possessed. Actually, standing in awe, it's another meaning of the word fear. And it also carries with it an, an internal warning to stay back. Another meaning of the word fear is to give honor and reverence. But then there's one special meaning of the word fear that's used only in relationship to God. It combines some other elements of the word, awe, honor, respect, and reverence. But, but this type of fear, the fear of the Lord, also includes a recognition of the sacred holiness of God. It's an astonishment of awe inspired in our hearts when God draws near. It's a holy and an awesome recognition of who God is. That's the goal of the verse. Fear God and obey his commands. We recognize God's awesome majesty, his absolute holiness, his power, his authority, and we're awestruck. We view his majesty and recognize our insignificance. We view his holiness and we're confronted by the filthiness of our sin. We view his power and authority and we perceive our own weakness. The fear of the Lord drives out everything else. Oswald Chambers, a, a Christian writer, once said, the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. As we behold him, the fear of the Lord comes on us and we fall to our knees in reverence and submission. The fear of the Lord causes us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as we kneel before his majesty, the king, we come to recognize that as he loves us, calls us, equips us, and empowers us, there is nothing we can't do. All things are possible with God, <laughs> even him using people like us. Fear God and obey his commands. <laughs> obey? <laughs> of course I'll obey. When the fear of the Lord's within me and the fear of everything and anything else is driven away, how could I not obey? My love for him compels me. There's nothing my Lord could not equip me to do. So there's nothing to fear. So how do I get three elements? 
from a verse that clearly only has two parts? Well, it's because of the natural chain that leads from part one to part two to you. <laughs> part one, fear God. Part two, obey his commands. Part three, you. Be the one who does it. Let the fear of the Lord reveal his awesomeness. Let his power and his holiness enable your obedience. Be the person God Almighty created you to be. So perhaps it's not one, two, three. It's actually one, two, be. Hey, here's another thing that's as easy as one, two, be. <laughs> one, like this video, help more people see it. Two, follow, subscribe, click the notification bell. Three, be the person who shares this with a friend. Because <laughs> as you do, you'll be part of the team, touching hearts all over the world with the love of Jesus. Thanks for helping. Tomorrow's video is going to have a very different background. <laughs> Can't wait to see you then.